Welcome to me, myself, and I'm Joey G, and I'm joined by my lovely friend, beauty influencer. You may have seen him on, you know, a Sephora billboard in Times Square. No big deal. <laughs> Isaiah Hernandez, welcome to the Me, Myself, and Show, the Me, Myself, and Podcast, darling. Thank you for having me on. I was just saying with my friend, my name is perfect for your, your title because it's me, myself, and Isaiah today. <laughs> yes. And it fits and it has a nice ring and yeah. everything mm -hmm. and whatnot. You're actually my second guest to be on the show. So awesome. I appreciate it. We've known each other for a minute now. We've known each other for a minute. This is the second time we're hanging out I know. in person, though. I know. I feel like I know you, though. Like, yeah, because we're always like replying to each other's stories and whatnot. You've obviously blown up over TikTok over the past two, three years. Yeah. I want to say so everything. It feels like I've been like keeping up with you. I mean, that's how old TikTok has been, right? Like two, three years I at know. this point. Isn't that crazy? And she's still hanging on. Like she really is the girl out of all the platforms. Babe, I hopped on it as like, as soon as it was popping off, I was like, oh, this is new. This is fresh. It's different from Instagram. Mm -hmm. Let me get on TikTok. Did you hop on it with the intent of like success or any type of career attributions to it? Of course or? not. I hopped on TikTok when it was like pandemic time. Um, and I posted like my, my first video and it got like 600 views and I had zero, zero followers. And I was like, 600 new people saw me. Let me like keep doing this for a minute. Mm -hmm. So I just like hopped on it. I was like making TikToks. It was fun. It was different. It was like a different platform from, from Instagram. And it just like grew from there. What was the video and what do you think is the key factor that made everyone kind of gravitate towards it? What was the first video or mm -hmm. like what the big video? The first big video. Uh, the first big video i don't know like i was just the having fun one? that's like my big big one but that's like after i was doing tiktok for like at least 10 months mm -hmm. at that point but at, at first it was just like having fun like it was a new platform it was getting used to like creating tiktoks because you know they have their own like editing thing mm -hmm. in it i was just getting used to that but yeah when my tiktok blew up that blew up it blew up. That shit blew up. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you know what it was that made it blow up? Especially TikTok as a whole, like Pandora's box with their algorithm. Of and like, course. You either blow up or you just stay in the trenches, wherever that is in TikTok no, land. There's a lot of ways to blow up on TikTok that I've seen. Um, mm -hmm. And I think what made that specific video blew up, that's like my vid my viral video. Mm -hmm. um, it just It just like hit every category. It was like... TikTok is all about the trends. At that time, everybody was going on Omega. So I was like, my niche is makeup. Yeah. Let me just like combine the two. That's very much like um, TikTok. It's very much like trend based. So I just followed the trend. I made it into my niche. It was wholesome. It was cute. Everyone wanted to share it. So it just was like the perfect, you know, mm -hmm. combination of everything. Do you think like hashtags and like those TikTok sounds that you could add to it. Like those TikTok features, do you think those add to putting you amongst um, the algorithm? Not for my viral yeah. video, but they could help 100%. Mm -hmm. Like the, the hashtags you use, the I think more specifically the sounds. The sound, okay. Very much. Like TikTok is all about the viral sounds. It's all about like what's hot and trending at that time. Mm -hmm. And when I was like, on top of TikTok, it was like something would be viral for like a week. But right now it's like every day, every two, three days, yeah. it's like intense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to get on top of those those like viral sounds, the like popular songs, mm -hmm. all about that. What do you think, especially now that TikTok, everyone's on it, everyone's like an influencer and whatnot on it. What do you think is a viral TikTok now at this point? Because I feel like it was more clear and transparent as to what a viral TikTok was, especially during mm. COVID and I mean, not during COVID, but you know what I mean? During quarantine and those trenches, that era. Yeah. But what do you think now really separates one viral TikTok for another? Yeah, I more blew up um, from quarantine, mm -hmm. but for right now, it's like so varied. I can't even tell you what's like viral right now, but I mm -hmm. would say just try to make everybody watch your entire video. Like right now, I feel like attention rate is what they want, what they strive for. Yeah. If you can start with a good hook, if you can keep the people engaged, and then the secret, this is like the key, mm -hmm. is get people to go into the comments. Because what y'all don't realize is that when you're writing a comment or when someone's scrolling through your comments, the video is looping in the back. 
they don't pause the video. Oh. So if someone is going through the comments and the comments are hilarious, the comments are mm -hmm. funny, that you just gained like five views because that video looped five times. Wow. So it's all about like try like getting the people to the comments because mm -hmm. they could get lost. Honestly, if the TikTok video is funny, the comments are even better. Exactly. The comments are lit, if anything. The comments is my favorite part of the TikTok. And people have no chill when it comes to the comments either. Like, especially if somebody posts a TikTok and they really think they're Miss Girl, they're killing it, they're having their moment. <laughs> the TikToks think the complete opposite and they're reading the fuck out of whoever. Period. Is counting. Like, and then it's like, has even more likes than the, the video. The video itself. It's like 28,000 people mm -hmm. like the first the first comment it's so good do you remember like your favorite comment under one of your videos or like was it a celebrity or a public figure you look up to where you're just like oh, they saw my video no but i will say my viral video like just seeing like people with blue check marks like bretman commented on my thing mm -hmm. like, manny manny mua commented on my thing just like people that i've seen like for years like the fact that they've like seen my face it's just like crazy yeah have you talked to them at all have you not there really. Any, like DMs or anything going on? No. I mean, I have a couple of check marks in my DMs, but. Okay. Trade yeah. per se? Huh? Trade per se? <laughs> <laughs> Babe. We're going to keep that. We'll keep that in the DMs. I'll let you know. Please. Off camera, I would love to know. And I'll show you some of mine as well. Because there's a few. Not a lot, but there's a few. Mm. But. Speaking of like TikToks and everything, we mentioned earlier that you really had a moment when it came to your Omegle mm -hmm. TikTok. Is it Omegle or Omegle? I don't know if there's a difference. Nobody knows. It doesn't really fucking matter. Nobody knows. But Everyone, we all know what it is. Everyone knows what it is. Everyone's scared of what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly didn't know what it was until it trended on TikTok. Really? I was like, no, I had no idea. Really? And it was like a trend. And I was like, okay, this is easily like. I can make this like makeup wise. Mm -hmm. It was during pandemic, like there's no like contact. It's just like mm -hmm. random video chat. So I was just like, let me hop on this trend. I'm so glad you found out what Omegle is in 2020. I had no. Not that that's a bad thing, but You've like. You've been on it before? Yes, my fucking psycho weird ass. I was on it as a kid, just like looking it up and I was just like, oh, that's a dick. Hold on, wait. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and I would stay on it and I'd just be like, okay, maybe I need to get off. I'm a little too young for this. I have CCD or something <laughs> to go to later. Maybe this isn't for me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, maybe that was one of the discovery points of... No, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. And I had fun on it, honestly, when I first went on. Because I feel like everyone was on from Omegle. So, I like put mm -hmm. the like, tag that I was like TikTok. And it was like a trend and it was fun. I was on it for like not even that long, honestly. I did like two days of Omegle videos and like that moment i didn't even think it would blow up to be yeah. honest because it was like two hours of footage that i was filming like i was filming Damn. people calling me the f word i was fil filming yeah. people like loving the makeup like it was like so many reactions mm -hmm. and then that little reaction i was just like this is really wholesome this is really cute yeah we make it its own video but like i got so many reactions that i didn't even think like that one would like blow up yeah so to everyone who hasn't seen the tiktok which you probably have it's isaiah fully appearing on screen on Omegle, viewer to viewer, or, you know, whatever you call it, in full beat, gorge, hair done, everything. <laughs> and the opinions and reactions from person to person differ. Like like we were saying, there are some people that, especially like these like weirdo, like cis straight guys that would have this like very abrupt reaction to it. Mm. They didn't like it. And then there'd be some, you know, girls that would be like, oh my God, you look so fierce and so great, which you did. Like you fucking ate that shit. But mm. It was a variety of different opinions. Did you have a favorite one that stuck out to you? you would say? Um, I would say, honestly, after my viral video, there was uh -huh. a girl that I found that like plays guitar and she like sang a song for me and it was really cute. Really? Yeah. And I, I didn't get her socials like by the time it like ended and I was mm -hmm. like, damn. And I posted it. I was like, someone find her and like they did. Really? Yeah. Like she commented on it. It was That's like really serious. cute. But I will say when it comes to the reactions, what's interesting is like, the ones that were calling me the F word and like mm -hmm. saying crazy stuff. I put that video out. I was like, because I'm going to expose y'all. Yeah, exactly. You about to lose your job. Yeah. Rude. Uh huh. Um, but TikTok made me take those down. Really? Could you believe that? Yeah. Do you think because they were using. Just because like, the language. The F word. Oh. But I was like, I didn't say it. So I don't feel like. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like Exactly. They, like they said what they said. Exactly. If anything, you're showing people on there 
how ugly our world still is, especially like when it comes to guys or whatever you identify as just individuals in makeup or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's like, did any of them, like, did they hurt you personally? Like, when you hear that word, does it, in general, does, does it still kind of rub oh, you no. the wrong way? Oh, no, when I hear or? that word, of course it hurts. Mm-hmm. That word is absolutely disgusting. But yeah. their reactions on screen, I'm like, babe, I'm talking to a white guy from Oklahoma. Right. It's like, he, like, of course he's going to say this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially being from New York is like, if I get it here, best believe you're going to get it anywhere else. So. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't really hurt. I'm used to the I'm used to the comments. I'm used to the mm-hmm. the hate. Yeah. You know? Is there a certain way that you deal with it? I mean, I don't even know who would hate under your videos and it's not just because like we're friends or anything, but you're literally just posting you and different makeup looks and just great wholesome content. I don't know who feels the need to take time away from their day, their job to say anything negative towards yeah, someone. Yeah. If they if someone goes out of their way to like be hateful, I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll read it and I'll delete it. Honestly, I'll block you. It doesn't it has no effect on me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you like a clapback type of person? Would you reply in the comments, or are you just like mm, swipe block? Unless yeah. it's like I have like a a good ass comeback. You know? Yeah, yeah. Then I'm gonna make it heard. But if not, I'm just delete it. Mm-hmm. And if you continue to post, I'm gonna I'm gonna block you. What's your sign? Capricorn. That's right. You're an Earth sign. Mm-hmm. I'm a Taurus. Oh, we match. Mm-hmm. Our signs, absolutely us, and Virgos too. Virgos? Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about the signs. See, I know through like the apps and bullshit like that, and just like I feel like I kind of project behaviors that I've seen on like past friends, past coworkers, and I'll just be like, "Oh, you're a Capricorn, okay," and then I'll instantly insinuate that they're mm. similar to somebody that I've known with the same sign, which might not be. Now you want to know a funny story? I do. I pretended to know, like, I pretended that I, like, knew about the signs or whatever to this guy. Oh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a Capricorn, but uh, I'm an Aries moon or whatever. And, like, I just love the air. Like, the wind is, like, my sign. And he's like, Aries is a fire sign. I was like, oh. <laughs> Be like, well, I have air within my chart because I just know about it so much. I have no air. But, yeah, that would have been a good comeback. But I was, like, shook. I was like, I thought Aries was an air sign. I thought that for the longest time, too. But it's a fire. Yeah, my best friend is an Aries, and then it all made sense because he's one that is not afraid to pop off whenever it calls mm. for. So I'm just like, okay, that sounds fiery to me. Mm. Have you ever pretended to like anything or be interested in something? Music, signs, zodiac signs for a guy? Because when you said that, I'm like, fuck, sister, I've been there. Have I ever liked anything for a guy? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I'm happy. For I him. will say the guy I'm talking to is a lamb. He loves Mariah Carey. Okay. So I've been getting All into right. into the music. Uh huh. But I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a lamb. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not. Nah. You'll just pretend like you know about zodiac signs and whatnot for a guy, <laughs> or at least you did in your that past. one time and it blew yeah. my face. So not no. I'm just. Well, that's good that you learned about that. I remember I tried getting into not really like tried, but kind of tried getting into like. Mitski, Bjork, all of them for this one. You like, like you don't like Bjork? I do love Bjork. Okay, but like to the extent that this person loves Bjork, guy. Okay, like this person, and I've learned since then is like a Williamsburg transplant, tote bag wearing, <laughs> Jewish white gay, and I'm like, my God, never. I might know her. I'm, Ever, I might know her. You might know, might her. know her. When you mentioned a lamb too, I might know her as well. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't sleep with them as well because I'd be sleeping with the other sheep. Oh. Other lambs, the whole herd, oh. and I've learned from it. Babe, I'm not a lamb. Y'all lambs are the lambs and the barbs. I feel like are the deadliest like fan base. What do you think about the beehive? Dare I mention the them? beehive is deadly, but like y'all have a right to be deadly because exactly. Beyonce is Beyonce. Like exactly. honestly, no one else is touching them. Like the other the other fan bases is like very not very niche, but like mm-hmm. a little bit more like that's your style of music. Yeah. Whereas if you hate on Beyonce, it's like concerning yeah there's those people that try to pick out flaws in her and i'm just like okay first of all this isn't working because she has a song called flaws and also like <laughs> two she's she has a song called flawless exactly nice. exactly it's like there's no flaws there aren't any flaws as much as she tries to there aren't really any flaws and regardless of such i still like whether it be on tiktok or whether it be to an artist like beyonce i just don't see the purpose of calling out somebody and hating on them when it's 
literally not requested mm. whatsoever. There's so many other people we should be going after, aka the Supreme Court. There's so many other fucking people who we should be going after at the moment. But instead, we want to call out Beyonce and people want to be like, oh, she has no personality, da, da, da. She's controlling her image. It's called PR, babes. Look it up. Have you ever seen her perform live? Yes. Where'd you, where'd you go to? Formation? Formation tour. And I saw her lemonade medley performance at the 2016 VMAs, which I will never That's forget. iconic. Yeah, my friend worked in radio at the time and Britney was performing, Beyonce was performing. Who else is there? Fifth Harmony Honestly, was there. this might be controversial, but mm -hmm. that was the last lit VMAs. My no, I agree. It was. I agree because Rihanna was doing the tribute too. Rihanna hosted. Yeah. She performed like five times. Four times. Four yeah. Times. Four times at Beyonce. Madison Square Garden. No, I wish I was there. And especially like seeing that live and then going again and seeing it and seeing it once she like edited it uh, the way she did. It's iconic. Breaking the fucking camera and everything with the bat and whatnot. It was so good um i saw a formation and that was mm -hmm. i will say that's the only tour i've i've ever been to and i was like she did more than enough like you ever leave a concert and you're like i wish they would have done this song i wish they would have nope. done more never no no i'm saying in terms of formation tour oh yeah yeah no it got to like an hour and i was like okay like she can cut it off yeah and like it was like halfway done mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i just felt the hair from my scalp just falling <laughs> down into the other sections of the stadium as each song came on the set list too. It was so good. It was a long show in the long. best way possible. It was like an hour and 45 minutes. And even she like two. kept the energy till the end. Fireworks at the end. It was like, I don't know. I left that and I was like, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. Where'd you see her at? I saw her in, I forget what it was. Formation, Where? Where in, in New York. Was it MetLife? It was either MetLife or City Field. I don't One think it was those, City preferably. Field. I want to say MetLife. Because City Field's in New Jersey, right? City Field is in Queens, I think. In Queens. Okay, yeah. maybe City Field. Is Still. MetLife in New Jersey? MetLife know. is in New Jersey. Okay, I saw her in yeah. Queens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that must have been a show, too. It was amazing. I saw, um, I saw her again when she did with Jay-Z. Oh, you went to On The Run. I bought, like, last-minute tickets. To the one in that was in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like they were different. Yeah, because I had to take a bus to that. But it was worth it. Was it a retreat? If you, will. I got there very late. I had like twenty dollars seats up in the balcony. Okay, it wasn't like crazy. It was crazy. You pulled up like while the show was starting, like the actual show was. It was like halfway done by the time I got there. I was so mad. No way. I saw her like right when she started Resentment, which is the only song uh -huh. I wanted to see. And I was like, okay, I saw this in person, so whatever else, mm -hmm. I'll just deal with it, you know? The wedding dress and all. Ugh. No, I think she had the, I think she was wearing the orange by then. Mm -hmm. I forget, but it was a moment. Like the end run of the tour, she started like switching out outfits yeah, and stuff like that. See, that's the one thing, or well, two things I won't miss time-wise are a flight or any method of travel and a concert. Everything else, like a friend meetup at a bar or whatever, mm. I will be a good 15 minutes late. But you be on time for concerts? Yeah. Don't you hate when you're on time and then the person comes on like four hours later? Yeah. I've that's never had that run-in though, I think, so far. That's the worst. Because you never know. Yeah. Who, who's been late that I've seen? Charlie XCX was a little late when I saw her, but maybe that was because it was a big show. It was New York. There was a lot going on. I think that was in... April? Yeah, April was a week right before my birthday. She was like a good 45 minutes to an hour late. And we were GA and we've been standing there for a minute. And mama has standing, flat foot. Standing. Oh. That's worse. The whole GA thing. I'm a grown lady now at this point. I'm 25. It's been real. If I'm going to a GA show, if I really care about the opening act, I'll be there for them. But if not, I'll be the adult that comes in later with my sugar-free Red Bull, <laughs> ready for the main act. I don't have time for standing. GA just sucks. hits different, though. It's a different experience. It does. It does, especially, like, back in the day. So, like, as teenagers and everything, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I would skip school all the time to go to concerts or, like, when I had a half schedule in senior year. Of course. Yeah, I went to the art rave. Oh. And I was... Yes. I went twice. You did. And that was, like, my first, like, time in a pit, and it was, like incredible mm -hmm. the whole monster pit 
Yeah. yeah. I, I did cut the line because I like talked to... I First off, I went by myself because I had no friends that Aww. wanted to go see Gaga. So I went by myself and I cut the line because I started talking to these people in the front and they let me in. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, as soon as they let us into the stadium, it was like full sprint people falling over because you know gaga fans gotta wear the platform right. heels babes take off the pleasers and i was just like hopping over bitches left and right but um that was like the greatest night ever the art rave is amazing so you're a gaga and a beyonce stan if you would say i love everybody everybody of course we love everybody but i will say gaga molded me like i was like definitely like a little monster growing up Mm -hmm. what do you think is gaga's classic album and then beyonce too like we were talking about this at work Mm. when it came to beyonce where like what is her most classic album like if somebody's come from another planet and they've never heard of said artist and you have to show them one album Um, what would their classic album be gaga and beyonce of course gaga has to be Actually, let's go to Beyonce because Beyonce is definitely B Day. Thank no you. Question. My There's point no exactly. There's no question. Yeah. Gaga is hard because I was just about to say um, the fame monster because you get kind of two albums in one. Yeah. But then Born This Way is like a whole moment. Yes. Mm, but I'm going to say the fame monster just because it has like more hit, hits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Born This Way is a little more niche. I agree completely. But Born This Way is iconic. I agree. Born This Way, for me, is my favorite Gaga album. I don't know if she'll ever touch it again, which she doesn't even have to. She's proved herself enough. Yeah, we expect too much from her. I realized that recently. I think so, too. I was like, we need... Like, she's done this for, like, what? More than 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's been, like, 15 years. Yeah, she's a vet now at this point. Like, she's not the new girl dragging around her keyboard. Let her rest. Yeah. Let her rest. We expect too much. Like, someone else... 15 years? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine doing anything for 15 years? Let alone being forced to and being pressured by it. Like, we already feel pressure from, like, our families, friends, coworkers. Like, imagine if we had to keep the same job for as long as she's kept the same job as being, like, a pop musician for as long as that and being forced to stay within her box of pop music, not even being able to go out of her boundaries. People shat on her when she released Joanne, which, you know. I was one of those people until recently. I was like, okay, the music is kind of soulful. No, that's the thing. Later on, it pops off, and I'm like, well, maybe she has a point. Like, people should trust her a little bit. Yeah. More. Uh-huh. You know, as much as people love their artists, sometimes they don't trust them. And it's like sometimes you have to let shit breathe, grow, evolve. Yeah. I've been listening to Grigio Girls and even the fucking title track, you Joanne Lately. What? That, that is that's such a one, cute song. That's literally, uh, I downloaded the entire album except for that. Grigio Girls is so cute. Hey I don't know what it is. Song, hey Girl. That could possibly be the best song on the album. Or like top three. It has to be. Perfect Illusion 2. Of course. It's one of her best songs. Good. I remember when it first came out, I was like... Mm. And the video was good too. The video is so cute. The fucking shorts, white shirt, smoky eye makeup and everything. Losing her mind. I want her to go in the rock direction again, especially now that all the girls discover that rock you music that? exists. I would live for that. Mm-hmm. Would you? Like a rock gaga, like whatever she would make of. I was literally rock music. yesterday watching her performance with Metallica. You remember that at the Grammys? Do I remember it? And she did the thing with um, oh, what was her names back in the day? It was like, do you remember that? And she like stage stage dived like. I feel like I remember this. She was performing with somebody. She was like their opening act, and then she got more famous than them. Do you remember that? I'm so mad I don't remember this. One of the monsters in the comments will feel free to enlighten and educate. Yeah, us. It's been but a long day. she's been in her rock bag for a minute. But like honestly, Gaga could do any genre yeah. at this point. She's done jazz, pop, rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joanne's a little country. So she could do it. Like, yeah. I, I just don't want her. The thing, Gaga starts the trends. Everyone's in that rock bag right now. Like, Miley's there, Demi's there. Mm-hmm. Like, the girls are there. Yeah. So she needs to start the new trend. I agree. If she does the rock thing, I would like to see how she puts a spin on it, which she, in a way, did with Born This Way. Like, there's a lot Very of rock inspired songs on Born This Way, but they're like electric rock, whereas Miley's more classic rock and Demi's more like 2007, 9, Paramore type of like uh-huh. hot topic rock which is fierce Very we much. love the hot topic era and everything you heard demi's new song 
skin on my teeth. Yeah, you like it? I live mm. for it. Demi's voice is meant for rock music, I feel. Even though like her R&B records are amazing, mm -hmm. there's something about when they're on rock records rock just resonates. Like their first two records, they're fucking Disney records too. I'm like, why are these? Back then, Disney used to have the music. Who was like directing them back then? Because they were making hits. That's what I'm saying. That's like Sneaker Night. Ashley Tisdale was... Sneaker Night. Ashley Tisdale was popping off. Ashley Tisdale was Britney's understudy. That for, Like, gay icon. Let me just say that. Like, you come out the gate with Be Good to Me. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're that girl instantly. Fucking He Said, She Said went number yeah. one on TRL. No. Like, Ashley Tisdale was that girl. That whole, like, era. like And that was, like, the Demi and all of them. Miley mm -hmm. at that point. But... Yeah, I don't know. My thing is, like, rock music is very... Because I feel like I've recently gotten into, like, rock and roll and stuff. And yeah. And it's very much about the rawness. And the mm -hmm. girls haven't touched into that. Miley's voice has touched into that. But her production is very, like, still sounds overproduced to me. I agree. I would like to see Miley release that album. But maybe... I don't want to say, like, an acapella version or, like, a strip version of it. But, like, a live, a live session. Yeah. yeah. Like plastic hearts live at whatever. Because the instruments have to sound like real. Mm -hmm. They can't sound overproduced. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you fall into that like commercial. Exactly. You know, Paramore type sound. Especially with her voice too and her live performances. Those go fucking viral and people love those. I'm like, you would think they would release a live album or maybe just strip things back. Because I don't know. My friend Zia and I were talking about this before we got here. Like, seeing live shows again and hearing people that have bands at their concerts, it hits fucking different. Gaga's somebody that of has course. a live band with her. Like, they won't bring the DJ with the speakers. Shout out to the DJs with the speakers. But, like, when the girls bring a band with them... <laughs> now, you're you're not one of those girls if you don't listen to the live studio version. Right. Like, open your mind. Right. We and need the transitions. We need the, the guitar. Right. We need that, the bass. The long outros and everything. I need it. I need it. The fucking drums at the end that go on for two minutes. I live. That's the thing. Those TikTok the girls, they don't have the attention span for that no more. Everything is literally two minutes. <sighs> Which is crazy. And I don't want to be that person that's like deeming that on those kids. But like. I don't care. Really like I'll, I'll read them to death. Like y'all need to enjoy a song. Like a two minute song, babe. Come Not on. Not just that. I'm out here listening to Pink Floyd and they out, they're like. Holding my attention for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. 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 I've been seeing you've been posting a lot of Pink Floyd on your stories lately, and I was literally talking to my friend Z about it earlier as oh, well. Yeah. Iconic. Ugh. Breathe in the air. Excellent. If you ain't listening to that coming home from the club, you're missing out. Stop. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Have we ever talked about this before? Because how did you know so. that? I don't think so. That's I my was... song, like, coming home, and you're, like, too lit. So really? To literally breathe. You're too lit to breathe. We were on our way back from NSFW at Hush in Hell's Kitchen. I have a whole story about that. Oh, girl. Have you been to the back? See, I've always... Okay, so Hush is a party. Or no, NSFW is a party they throw at this club called Hush here in the city. Yes. And it's a leather, BDSM, kink-themed party, you would say. Yeah. Welcome course. to all. But, you know, if you show up in appropriate gear, you kind of get extra credit. Yeah, there's, like, porn videos being played on the screens. I love it. Um, you're going to be touched. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant by extra credit. Did you go to the last one? For Pride? Yeah, it was, no. like, it was like the Friday before Pride, I think. Yes, I was there. I was there too. Really? All oh. the all the drag race girls were there. That's right. I think Violet Gamek was there. Gamek, Gigi, as well. Simone. I saw all of them. Really? Where the fuck was I? But anyway, I just bring this up <laughs> to say, like, this was my first experience going into a back room of a club. Uh huh. And I was like, I did not know y'all get down like this. Yeah, it's not a bathroom. It was some. It was an experience. Care to share? Did you participate? I did not participate. Um, I was with this guy. And he was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're like in the bathroom. Because we had got separated. I was like, let me go. I yep. didn't know they had a bathroom on the first floor. So I was like, mm -hmm. let me go downstairs. I came back up. I was like, where are you? He's like, oh, yeah, we're in the bathroom. So I was waiting outside the bathroom. I was like, I don't see you. Like, where are you at? He's like, no, you have to go like in the bathroom. I was like, uh, what? Yeah. So I go to the bathroom and I see people coming out of this like random ass like little door so i'm like let me go back there mm -hmm. and it was a moment yeah it's a lot of people leaving the doors 
zipping up their pants and everything. No, I've seen. I saw a lot that night that I did not expect to see. I hear it's really dark in there. Like someone to a point where you can't see. No, I could see. Clearly. Really? At least me. Man. Maybe my eyes were like night adjusted. mode on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many people is that? Yeah. Yeah, but it was cute. I don't know. I didn't do nothing. You know, I was just like uh-huh. making out back there. But like, no, I, my clothes were on. <sighs> my clothes were on. See, I've always wanted to go, but every time I end up at Hush, I always end up like anxiously hitting my dab pen, and mm-hmm. then I get really high so much to the point where like I show up to Hush in like chaps fishnets everything i'm throwing my ass on the pool and everything and i'm afraid that if i go in there i'm gonna be so high and i'm just gonna be disoriented confused and i'm gonna fall yeah no it's intense back there <sighs> so it maybe was, i'll it go was a lot over in there i don't know because i'm the type of person especially if i smoke too much and the environment mm. is a little a lot going on i'm gonna get overwhelmed so maybe mm. i need to go in there and then hit my pen no, I don't. I don't smoke so or something really. Yeah, smoking always like ends up for that for me. It's like really? anxiety. See, drinking to a certain point does that to me. That's why I'll smoke instead. I don't know. I just don't like the feeling of being like fucked up completely. Like I'll be high, but I won't be like drunk or fucked up because mm-hmm. then I'm just like regretting everything. Looking at the toilet and I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> I hate my life. That's when it <laughs> the comes intense like red light <laughs> oh my gosh god in I that moment <laughs> is right there and i've never felt closer to their presence and i'm just like please i will believe in you for the rest of my life if you just get me through this and push this shit out of my system mm-hmm. and get this shit fucking over with but no but yeah i can't smoke anymore like i used to be a pothead i used really? to be like the like two blunts before dinner mm-hmm. like wake up wake and bake like that was my vibe but i don't know recently it's like caused me too much anxiety i'm mm-hmm. like i don't even enjoy this you know do you think it's hard to kind of keep off a certain sub- substance, excuse me, when like, you know, we're going out, whatever, especially like within our community, I feel like using things is so popular and whatnot, whether it be weed, drinking, poppers, even Coke, whatnot, all that shit. And I, I feel that like as corny as I sound and I may sound like a fucking dare ad, but like people really be peer pressuring for no fucking reason. I'm like, can you save your Coke to yourself? I'm good. Like, yeah, I mean, I've never been the Coke girl, but I feel like if you need Coke to have fun, it's like concerning. Am I bugging? No. Coke to have a, like a good time? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, just the whole act. Like shout out to everybody who does Coke, I guess, but like I'm not one of them. But like for me, it's just the whole like this act and it's just not appealing. It's a lot. To me, I'm trying to control my image here. You see, we have lighting, whatever, whatnot. You will yeah. not find my face on a table unless if we're in a different kind of environment mm-hmm. if you know what i'm saying like i mm, mm. i'll I hold could, the i'll hold the little tray though i could barely handle weed so pass me with the coke but yeah do you like poppers i've never tried it you're not missing out thank god you're not missing out people love poppers i can't do them like what is like the vibe like it lasts like two seconds of like yeah you know, like Essentially, essentially, it's like a dumbed down, like Coke rush, if that's even the terminology to it. Coke ads, educate us, please. I don't know. But it pretty much like you feel a lot of blood and pressure and whatnot come up to your head. And it just lasts for a good like two minutes, if anything. For me, it just gives me headaches. I feel like shit after. Maybe I'll start like getting like the giggles and whatever for like a cute 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then that goes away. Then I have a big headache. I used to do them, not often, but like more frequently and in sexual situations i would use them for you know their uh benefits to the you know genitalia and whatever and whatnot especially when receiving things gifts and whatnot but it's just a no for me especially i've had like two concussions before and i'm like i don't think this is helping you had two yeah i got one in drag because it was the first time i ever did a death drop on stage (laughs) and i definitely deathed and i definitely dropped and there is video of it. When I tell you, gay as shit ever, one hundred percent. And my mom still doesn't know how I got it to this day. I was like, I hit my head getting out the car or whatever because she didn't know I was doing drag either at the time. So I was like, yeah, I was rushing uh-huh. out. I was driving to school and whatever, and I just hit my head getting out the car. And she was mm-hmm. like, damn, you must have been moving fast. And I was like, I definitely was. Like when I tell you, you could hear the splat. <laughs> You could hear, yes, you could hear all my childhood trauma, memories, whatever, smacking the fuck out of that dirty ass club floor. You saw stars, like. I didn't until later. All I heard was S&M blasting because that's what I was performing. And then it hit me later on the way home. I was just like, 
is that my exit? Or I don't know what that is. And then I ended like, up not. I can't feel my left side. I don't know. This is like concerning. Oh my God. I started, I felt like my head started swelling up and I had the most massive headache too. And I was still like in a half drag. Like wig was off, but like I was fully in my bodysuit and everything and like mm. layers of tights and whatnot. Yeah. Fucking feet curling in tights. It felt the like. The girls hell. don't know. Like the pain of drag, anything, like I could, I could have been shot. And be in drag and be like, oh, it's just the drag. Like, you don't know. You don't know what's, like, the, yes. the cause of the pain. Drag makes you bulletproof. Of course. Like, drag, nobody understands how painful it is. I want to ask you about that in a second because mm. I know you've done performing or whatever. Mm. But another story about me getting injured in drag. Not injured. I survived this one. But it was my first performance in Miami Pride back when I was doing drag. And I was performing in the Pride Parade on Ocean Drive. Okay. I was getting... We were doing like our number. I was with this like church organization or whatever. Come on, church. I know. It was cute. And pretty much we performed Joyful Joyful from Sister Act and a bunch of other songs mashed up in this one medley down Ocean Drive, like I swear, like 20 times in a row. And at the climax of one of the songs, I like jumped to this jump split on the concrete, everything. I ate each and every single one, but there was this one jump. I jumped a little too high and I was coming down a little too fast and I was a lot of more heavy. So that was a lot of more gravity. And my face smacked the fuck out of the ground. Like my chin hit the dirty ass coke infested shit stinking fucking concrete of Ocean Drive. Yeah. And all the dancers, you see them in the back. Once again, there is a video of this. They all are like, oh, and I turn around and I'm like, am I okay? I was completely fine. Oh, you had I, like no cuts? I thought my teeth fell out. Like when yeah. I tell you I hit this shit so hard, like I thought I broke my chin, everything. Mm -hmm. I was completely fine. Mm -hmm. And they're like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm good. Let's keep on going. Amen. Next number, let's go. And I kept on bucking and everything. It was so funny. But yeah, people don't know how fucking painful drag is and how many life-threatening situations there are. When you're yeah. in drag, they have to do when you're performing. But yeah, so on to you now, unless about my fucking physical trauma in cross-dresser attire. You've been performing and whatnot, especially like before the pandemic and whatnot, like when, oh, yeah. you know, clubs are like really happening with drag and everything. Mm -hmm. How'd you get into that and how'd you... Get into drag? Yeah. Um, I went to Purchase College. Shout out to Purchase. Um, they have like a big drag scene. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, more people are gay there than straight. So it's like... Really? At Purchase, yeah. Where's so, that? It's not too far at White Plains. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like an hour drive. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like I was, I saw a lot of queens on campus and I was like, okay, I could definitely do that. And I want to get into that. And I did. Um, and yeah, and then I was doing like purchase drag for a minute. The, the drag scene there is very unique. Like they have every type of queen, bio queens, like cosplay queens, mm -hmm. like gender not conforming queens like so it was really like cool and then um i brought that over to the city but obviously in manhattan it's like a whole different like vibe like on campus it's very much like club kid like come as you want mm -hmm. accepted manhattan is like very much polished very much who you know mm -hmm. so i feel like i started from ground zero but um i did that for a little bit and then pandemic came and i was like oh yeah. And I just started back. Just now. How's it been? I saw that on your story started. I did one show. Shout out to my mother, Neon Calypso. She like booked me for Love my her. show back. Yeah. It's funny. She booked me for my my show like right before pandemic. Yeah. And then, like coming back, she booked me for my next one. So, um, but yeah, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't done it in a while. So it was like invigorating. Yeah. What's your favorite part about drag? Your favorite and then maybe... The hardest part or maybe like the part that people don't know about performing in drag mm, um my favorite part is definitely the performing yep being on stage getting the energy um connecting with people you know for me the numbers is always like i'm i'm letting you into my world so i just do whatever i want and then like people vibe with it so mm -hmm. it's like lit but um i would say what, what people don't know is like the pain like you don't know the pain of a drag queen until you do it. Like you cannot um, judge the the girls in Drag Race until you do it. That's what I'm saying. They don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. It's so like intense. It's so painful, and you're doing this shit for hours. That's what people don't understand. Like 
everybody's, you know, they could have their own opinion and whatnot, but nothing is more annoying than like after you finish a performance or whatever and you have somebody that doesn't do drag, whether it be one of your friends or whatever, kind of give you their two cents, not as an audience member, but as if they think they know what they're doing. That's when I'm like, babes, I've been in this for eight <laughs> hours and I've only performed once. You have like a cloud because of the lashes. Yes. Your feet are just like aching and you're like- Toes curling. You're tucked in and shit it's like too much people don't know how hard it is it's a long day like mm -hmm. even if you have a night gig for me like i would get ready hella early because i take long to do yeah and it's fun anything. honestly i enjoy getting ready for drag more yeah than, like, not more than the performance but like more than half of the reason i'm in drag like mm -hmm. the getting ready part is like so much fun yeah it's a lot that goes into it like it's not just the performance especially drag is really especially when you're starting out it's like it's a one-man band kind of deal like you pick your music most of the times like you're doing your own mixes unless if you have a friend that do one, i found one later on that would do my mixes for me and i would mm. pay them but it's a lot of just you like drag is a hustle that people don't understand so like i respect the fuck out of any drag artist no matter where they are within the drag diaspora no matter what they identify as no matter what their status is rue girl or not verified or not mm. like drag is intense but it's fun it's fun, yeah. It's, it's like fun. liberating. I think everyone should try it, especially if you're a fan of this show. Like, mm -hmm. you know, just try it to see like how the girls feel, like what it gives. Um, it's definitely taught me a lot about myself, a lot about gender and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. What does it tell you about gender? About gender? It, it honestly confused me for a minute because I was like, yo, like posing in drag is like easier for me than posing like as a boy. And I'm like, that part messed me up a little bit. I was yep. like, oh, this is like kind of weird. But um, I don't know. It's just taught me that like literally everything is just what you wear, what you put on. Because it's like I could put on some lashes and a, and a skirt. And all of a sudden, I'm an entirely different being mm -hmm. than like me and my, you know, cargo pants and and like tank top. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it kind of reminds you or reinforces the message that like this is all literally just fabric that's going to disintegrate and stay here on earth when we go elsewhere yeah. one day like it's really not that deep like when it comes to gender identity and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like it's for me after doing drag for a minute it kind of widened where i identify as gender wise like i don't necessarily identify as like you know, she completely or whatever. I'm just like, whatever you want to call me is cool. People would ask me that drag all the time. They'd be like, do you want to go by Daphne? That was my drag name at the time. They'd be like, do you want to go by Daphne or Joey? And I'm like, literally, I don't care. As long as it's not it, it's fierce. Like mm. anything, anything yeah. is fine. It really like opens your mind. You're just like, wow, I have like a like couple colors on my eyelids and like this yeah. little bit of things. And it's like, people treat you so different. Would you see that people treat you differently? Like, would it be for the better? Would it be for the worse when you're in drag? I get a lot of love in drag. Yeah. Then again, I never really, like, like, you, I feel like, I don't know. Like, you know better than to, like, walk around certain places in drag. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. you're going to get hate depending on where you are. Yep. Especially me. I, I've always lived in Brooklyn, so I know, like, okay, this is in that area. I'm going to get changed there, you know? Yeah. It's very much that energy. But but yeah, I always get love and drag. Um Yeah. Yeah, showing up to the gig in half drag for me was always my way to go. Like if I could come up in shorts, a t shirt, a hat, and glasses. then Yeah, exactly. And then scare the guy at the and bodega when I the look mask. Up. Oh my gosh. Wow. Maybe I should get full, back in drag full for that. Cognito, just like It would be oh my god, I would scare the fuck out of my bodega guys getting ready for shows and stuff like that. I'd stop by the bodega, grab my Red Bull, mm. and I would look up and they'd see under my hand, they'd be like, Oh shit, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, you know, you could have it all. You yeah. could have it all in one package. Especially when the light don't don't be lighting, you know? The bodega lighting. Nothing is scarier than being in exposed half drag, full drag in a bodega. Mm. This face does not look good in this lighting next to the Takis. Like <laughs> the Takis. It's embarrassing, but people, I don't know. Shout out to all the girlies that do Yeah, that shout out to the girls that just like ride the subway full geesh. Like y'all fierce as fuck. I'm okay. I respect y'all. That takes balls. That takes balls. I came back from NSFW with my friends on the subway and already that. Mm. was an adventure mm -hmm. I was in chaps and everything 
and I had this one individual who was like, can I touch it about my ass? And I was like, I mean, the consent is kind of fierce, <laughs> but I don't know where you your fingers your have face, been. You're like, uh, you can't. Right. I was like, mm, I already got a lot of hands up in this at the previous establishment I was at. So not under the subway lighting either. Mm. Not under the subway lighting, subway lighting either. But you've also been involved in the ball scene here. Yeah, in Brooklyn balls and stuff they're fun how is that that's mostly in Brooklyn from the ones you've been attending right or yeah been in um, if you ever want to come out they do them every Monday at mm. three dollar bill um, but yeah the balls is great they really humble you the ball scene is not gonna ever like I feel like a lot of the drag places they you know let you slide with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. best believe that the balls you're gonna get red you're gonna get but it's all from a place of love and like yeah. constructive criticism. Like they're just trying to mm-hmm. make you sickening, you know. Because then when you're really that girl and you show up to a ball, like they'll let you know that you're that girl. Oh yeah, you if know they can't read anything. Like you're you're like babe, you're honey at that point. Exactly, <laughs> no. exactly. Are you watching Legendary right now? I haven't started the third season because me and my friend are like we need to watch it together. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of busy, but. I've watched all the other ones and they're iconic. See, I'm in the middle of the first season right now. The I'm first taking, one? The first one's like really the good. The first one is so good. That's what I've been told. Like every house within the first season is amazing. Who's your favorite house in the first season? First season. For me, it was Ninja. They were eating. The ladies. Oh, that, my goodness. Their house first, full of girls is iconic to me. Everything. And it's those, what, like those like Eastern European ladies that run the shit. And when their little, you know, mini confessional moment came before they're performing, I'm like, who are these people? What are they really about to give? And then they started, I was like, fierce. Oh, okay. Maybe the Asian girls can, di- can vogue down. 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 I need to watch the latest season. I heard the latest season, shout out to each house is great, but there's the clear. Mm winner of the season that's what i've been hearing like there's somebody that storms each and every single episode i just need to get to catching up on tv Mm -hmm. everything is like an hour long now and i'm like hon this is a movie (laughs) i still haven't even seen everything everywhere all at once or whatever (laughs) still haven't so i need to catch up on that too drag race is great but drag race is long as hell babe i watch drag race on instagram at this point yeah the all-stars i just watch it on tiktok yeah you could pretty much get their looks and everything on their own yeah. and everything. Would you ever paint one of the draggers girls? Have you got, ever gotten like in contact with one of them or worked? Oh yeah, I've like, um, Drag Race girls, Taste, you know Taste? She follows me. Taste like Drag Race UK? UK, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fierce. I've, I've followed her, like we followed each other since before she got on, like. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, she's iconic. Um, yeah, a couple of drag race. I mean, I think Roxy follows me, mm-hmm. but they're all they're all really fierce, and I would love to paint them. For me, I don't I don't like to to do other people's makeup. Honestly, I love doing like makeup content. Yeah. Like doing people's makeup is like a lot of pressure, but drag mm-hmm. like I'm fine with that because it's drag. Like I can do as much as I want. Yeah. What would make me nervous is someone being like, "Can you do my wedding?" You know things, and I'm like, "Babe, like." <sighs> I don't know how much you can handle. I don't know, like right. Do you really want to look back on this and your wedding book? Pressure, like it's pressure. Yeah. Whereas, like when you look back on drag photos, or whatever, even if you regret it, you're kind of like, she was really feeling it at that time, and I'm yeah, happy for her. It's drag. You could like put as much on as you want. Yeah. There's not really rules or anything. I think Taste was at Hush not too long ago. She was. Either. Yeah. I have not met her in person yet, though. Taste is so cute. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Like gorgeous, beautiful. One of the best faces that show has ever seen the whole franchise. The one Mm -hmm. that uh what was it? To remedy that one lip sync with the blood. Oh my god. Um yeah. Iconic memory. That's it was Memory, that's what it was. Fierce. I think that's red. uh, And all she did there was just stand still, but she knew her camera and she knew her face and she gave mm-hmm. it was so good is there a favorite song yours to perform in drag for me to perform yeah oh man honestly no like i'm not one of those girls to re-perform songs like mm-hmm. i love doing like different songs but of course like anything beyonce you know mm-hmm. it's always a safe bet but like i don't think i've ever done a mix more than once 
Yeah. You're a mixed girl? Oh, yeah, I'm a mixed girl. A mixed girl's fine. 100%. Or it's doing a song straight through. It's like... Nah, I'm going to have two songs and like a monologue in the middle. Yes, exactly. Especially if you're from New York, that's like what the girls give. That's the thing. I think that style, if I'm correct, like that really originated from here. A lot of people I've seen, they would always pull from like Devil Wears Prada or like Mm. fucking old movies. Like fucking, what's the one? About Joan Crawford. Fucking, you know what movie it is. Movie about Joan Crawford. Um, Mommy Dearest. dearest, dearest. Yeah. A lot of people pull out from there. I still need to There's see There's certain it. things that I'm like, babe, I'm still not gay. No. I've never watched The Golden Girls. Sorry. Ooh. Controversial. See, <laughs> I could understand, though, because okay. we're youthful individuals. But I just kind of caught up to it on Hulu. I watched it back in the day, like, within glances at my grandparents' house back in D.C. Mm. But other than that, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched. There's a lot of queer shit that I've watched. I haven't watched the original Queer as Folk. Haven't watched that. What are other things that make, like, that are, like, quintessential queer TV? I've seen Too Long Fu, because that's just an excellent movie. Mm. Have you seen that? I feel like I've... Do they have fight scenes? Am I bugging? In Too Long Fu? I don't... No. Think so? Maybe I might be thinking of um, Austin Powers, maybe? Or not Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Not Austin so Powers. Good. Charlie's Angels. That's what I'm thinking. Charlie's they Angels. They have fight scenes. I've seen those fight Yeah. Scenes. Charlie's Angels is so fierce. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff I need to like educate myself on. I know there's a lot of like like white. Not, let me correct myself. There's a lot of white gay yeah. shit that I need to educate myself. Mm-hmm. On. Cause best believe I watched Paris is Burning and shit like that. Paris is Burning, of course. I think that's like the single handedly the most important film mm-hmm. of queer culture. Have you ever watched The Queen? It's really good. The Queen. Which one is that? That's the one that's like, um, at the snippet at the end, she's like, I'm not saying she wasn't gorgeous, but she wasn't gorgeous tonight. Like, oh, Aja, Aja yeah. did her for... Crystal uh, Abeja. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting from, that's what the movie is known as. Yes, yeah, I've seen that. That's called The Queen, yeah. That's a great movie. All those, like, if you want to call them, like, archival style-esque that's movies. That's of Like, documentary, like, old school, uh, like... It's so good. Real, real like, footage. Mm-hmm. There needs to be something of that. I'm glad... Pose, especially when it was airing, like they got to kind of dive into stuff like that as well as create, you know, fictional storylines. It kind of give gave, you know, viewers a taste of what time was like at that time. I would love a Studio 54, mm. like a in-depth movie or like a biopic or whatever. That's one of my dreams one Doesn't day. Doesn't it blow your mind that like they were partying and there was no phones? Like, Isn't that insane? And with celebrities too, like not even just like yeah. a fucking like random, like not fucking like Addison Ray. like you're fucking partying next to Diana Ross. Are you fucking Diana kidding? Ross. Like, and it was all about how good you look to get in. Mm-hmm. It was not about who you were. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's no followers. Like yeah. none of that. It's just like what you gave at that moment. Insane. It was I would the... give anything, anything to be there. Same, same. And they can't recreate it. Especially now, and as time goes on and on and on and on, everyone would be pulling their phones out or whatever. Nightlife is really dead. It is. I think when you hear about like the way they talked about it in the past, it's like, damn, we're we're really not giving mm-hmm. at all. We really aren't. I think queer nightlife, though, or at least in Brooklyn, is kind of having a moment again. It just like. It really takes a minute to find your tribe and find your parties of good places to go to, you know, because I think when people first move to the city, they're just like, okay, we're going to go to, you know, like Hell's Kitchen, blah, blah, blah to go. And I'm like, hon, besides Hush, like, I'm not going over there. I'm not going over there for shit unless if it's some special event or whatever. But I think Brooklyn has really been popping off with parties lately, like Poppy Juice. Mm. $3 bill as a whole has been having great events too. Yeah, the space is amazing. The space is good. It's nice and big. I think I went to, it was Poppy Juice last year. They used the back lot for their, like the end of summer party they have. I think it's called Back to School and Saucy Santana was there. Mm. It was everything. And that was like before he blew up, no? Mm-hmm. Like I think Material Girl was out and oh. Walk was out, but it's like, before this era of Saucy Santana, where it's now like Saucy signed and everything yeah. and whatnot, but no, partying is fun. Are you like a party girl? Or do you find yourself in that of time course, right now? Yeah, I go out a lot. Um, I feel like there needs to be like definitely more black spaces for mm-hmm. queer people. Um, 
But I go out and I try to have fun. Yeah. You know, I can't control the music, unfortunately. Yeah. I think partying is fun when the music is good. Exactly. Like, I know that might be, like, a head-ass, corny answer. But, like, if the music is good, like, I don't need to know Red Bull. I don't need to smoke anything. Mm -hmm. I will be on and popping like I did lines and Hopefully lines Hopefully with lines this, lines. like, resurgence of, like, house music from, like, these artists these popular mm -hmm. artists is like it gets better you know yeah i think so i heard break my soul in the club last oh, yeah. week or whatever <sighs> it gives it gives like i loved it when i first heard it but i was like i need to hear this on like some big fucking speakers mm -hmm. to really feel the song and oh my surrounded god surrounded by people i can't wait for the video it gave i know i'm so excited i'm so excited for this new era of hers and everything and back to you planning on for the future especially now that we're kind of coming out of like quarantine times and everything. What do you think is in store for the future of Isaiah Hernandez when it comes to beauty industry stuff? I've seen mm -hmm. you've done stuff with Fenty Beauty, everything. What do you think of is course. next for you? Yeah, still going to work with the brands. Um, I do want to get into my acting bag, though. Oh, she's yeah. an actress. She's doing a couple auditions and stuff. Really? Yeah, but um, when I get into acting, of course, just keep doing my beauty content, mm -hmm. um, experimenting a lot more. I feel like um, until recently, I realized like the beauty industry or or the definition of beauty is changing a lot. Like, yeah, you can have a lot more fun now. It's a lot more like editorial. It's a lot more, you know, experimental. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna be having a lot more fun and. Yeah, maybe performing some. I'll you know performing. Follow perhaps. me. Let me. I'll let y'all know when I'm performing. Amazing, please. In first show, from what I've seen from Instagram and videos and whatever that'll allow, mm -hmm. looks like an amazing time, an amazing performance, as well as a look. It's always a look. It's always a mug. Yeah, it's always a vibe for always. me. That's like drag. It's like it has to be a vibe for me. Yeah, it's not the look. Like I don't, I don't care to look like a drag queen. It's like, mm -hmm. does she look cool? Yeah, do I feel cool? Exactly. Do you want a tipper? Like at the end of the year performance, like you might have no change on you, but are you running to the ATM nonetheless to tip this person because exactly they really, you know, tickled your fancy? Yeah. I think that's the vibe. If there were three things to wrap us up that you want to manifest for the next phase of your career or just like the latter half of this year, mm. what are those three things you'd want to manifest, whether it be acting, drag, all manifest that? wise? I want to be on a series. Yeah. Um, three things. I want to uh, maybe hit a million on TikTok. Mm -hmm. We would love that. Where are you at right now? We're at 400K. Oh, okay. Um, Will happen. And then the last one, I don't know. Oh, I would say like a runway. I have to do a runway mm -hmm. for a fashion brand. That would be iconic. So runway, one million on TikTok, and series. Netflix or anything, Hulu, anything. Well, I mean, you're just on, you know, the screens of Times Square with Sephora. So yeah, we are in Sephora. A television screen or a movie screen should be next, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think you could do it. Hey, we have a year. I'm gonna look back on this. We footage. do have a year. You're right. You're right. And we're kind of next up in a way. Like all those old people are old peopling, and then they're gonna go elsewhere, and then it's us that are next to. Help pave the ways for. Mm. Other where do you people. see the podcast in a year? Let me ask you. Oh, God, where do I see the podcast in a year? I want to take it to like a live setting. So I would like to merge. If anyone steals this idea too, this is on video. <laughs> but um, I would like to merge podcasting and like a late night show. Oh. So I would love for there to be an audience. Mm, this is giving well. Andy Cohen tease. Yeah, Andy Cohen tease, but like still more of a free conversation. Not like a strict interview. Like, I would just want to hear about your life. You could ask me questions, whatnot, have guests, and just be a platform and build a great team. Like, I want a, a, a diverse team of queer creatives, queer producers, everything, whatnot, because we're the ones that are making differences within the industry. Like, I look at Paper Magazine, Fader, and a bunch of other, like, media outlets and stuff like that, and I'll look at who they credit. And it's a bunch of young queer mm. creators, and we're really pushing the shit forward, so... Soon, who would ever like to join, you know, Late Nights with me, myself, <laughs> and that's a fierce title, first of all. I love it. I love the title of this podcast. Isn't it fierce? Myself Isn't and, it I, and fierce? whoever is cute. 
Isn't it? I couldn't come up with anything else. I was you like, need to like remix Beyonce's song into like. Oh, uh, that's a, catch a great fucking idea. That's like my top three Beyonce songs too. By the way, that's a great idea. Okay, so I'm gonna have to see what I could do and talk to Parkwood about <laughs> acquiring those rights. Maybe I'll just like Saucy. Saucy got the sample. You could do this. You know what? That's right. Maybe I'll even DM Chloe and Hallie. Be like, hey sisters. First of all, I would love for you to come onto my show. <laughs> and can you also ask your godmother if I could borrow her song for like something? You need, a, you need a message on Blue Ivy, like, directly. Yeah, because that's her manager. Yeah, write it on her, like, juice box. Like, I'll, I'll contact her secretary or her assistant because I know she has one. Of course. So for the future, series 1 million on TikTok and Runway. Yeah. And then you'll come back to me when I have late nights with me, myself, and Isaiah. 100%. To talk about it. Amazing. Let everyone know where they could find you. And of course, going on. it's Isaiah underscore NYC because I'm from NYC. On anything, Work. on TikTok, Instagram. Um, Amazing. Yeah. I have a Twitter you can follow. I have two tweets and one follower. But <laughs> honestly, I think Beyonce only has like one tweet up. So that part. Following greatness as an example. Yeah. But you guys could also follow greatness and follow me as well. At Bad Bussy on Instagram, you can follow our podcast Instagram, which is mm underscore and underscore pod on Instagram as well as, you know, follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that and keep up for the next episode and we'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in. Let's keep this shit going. Thanks.